Rightio, good morning everybody and welcome back to the Out of Water podcast hosted by yours truly, Frankie O'Reilly. I hope everybody is doing well. Um, I've just had a right old mare of things. I basically, <laughs> bear with me while I explain. So I recently changed all my settings on my laptop so it would better suit me with my vision because it kind of made sense. I find myself kind of squinting at my screen all the time and I thought, well, there's got to be something better than this. So I decided to mess around with the settings, which as generalized rule of thumb, I just don't do it because I always break things. But I decided to kind of bite the bullet and I made the font size bigger. I mean, I've got a big font oi, oi, on my phone, <laughs> but I thought I'd give it a go on the laptop as well, which I did. It was great. I go to the dashboard where I'd usually record my podcasts and it didn't offer me the record button. So it seems that if you mess around with the font size too much, it basically chops off your record button. So I've had to go back into the settings, make the font smaller, and thankfully it's kind of corrected itself. But that was an absolute nightmare. An absolute nightmare. Get it together, Anchor, will you? That was a nightmare. Anyway, today is the 21st of the 1st, 2022. It's crazy, isn't it? I'm not quite used to the 22 right now. I'm kind of in the middle of still getting used to the idea of 21. <laughs> and then here we are. It's almost like we're in the future. It's kind of scary. But I hope everybody is doing well. It's a bit cold today, isn't it? It's a bit cold today out there. And I'm kind of pointing out the obvious, but I'm kind of realizing how deadly the ice is. I remember as a kid, I used to love the ice, love the snow and everything else it bought. But as I'm getting older, um, and less mobile, if you will, I'm realising how dodgy that bloody ice is. It's dangerous. It damn right it's dangerous. I'm slipping all over the place. And I'm already look quite funky as it is walking down the road with a cane, never mind sliding all over the place as well. I must be a right barrel of laughs to watch walking down the road in my shorts. But yeah, deadly out there today, so just be careful. Black ice everywhere. Um, what have I been up to this week? I've been reading a lot, you know. Um, I recently subscribed to an audiobook service, um, and I've been making the most of that, but I've also been reading comics as well. I mean, I'm a big fan of Marvel comics, and I have been for quite some time. Um, I kind of picked it up again after being really into reading comics as a kid. I picked it up again fairly recently in comparison, um, and I've just been reading a lot. Uh, last night, I literally turned everything else off and just kept my tablet on and just read about... 15 issues of comics. I'm currently reading the Spider-Woman series, which I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really interested in initially. Because when you hear Spider-Woman, you go, oh, it's basically just a female version of Spider-Man. Have they done that then, have they? <laughs> but it's actually not. It's a really good story. And um, I was actually kind of engrossed with it. I had no intention to read the whole entire run, but I did. And it was really good. And if anyone can do a good comic, it's definitely Marvel. So if you are, by chance, into comics too, tell me what you're reading. Give me some suggestions. I'm all ears. So do let me know what you're reading. Um, I've got a few things I want to talk about this week. Obviously, I've spoke about two of them already. That's me comics. And I've spoke about the black ice and be careful. I basically do like a little sketchy book note just to not forget things that I need to talk about. If someone found it, I think is having a mental breakdown because it makes no sense to read. But to me, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> And the last thing on my list, which is the big one, is something I want to speak to you guys about um, that I'm going to be doing in April. Um, it's my birthday in April, but it's nothing to do with my birthday, but it's my birthday in April. Happy birthday, yay! But in April, I'm going to be participating in the London Landmarks Half Marathon. Now, you might think, hey, 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 hang up out here, Sonny Jim. Your eyes aren't what they used to be. 
and neither is your waistline. What do you think you're doing running a marathon? I'm not running a marathon. I'm walking it. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I know full well. I can't even run for the freaking bus. Never, <laughs> never mind run 13 and a half miles. Not a chance. But no, I'm going to be walking the London Landmarks Half Marathon this April. And I'm going to be doing it on behalf of Guide Dogs UK. It's something I've wanted to do for a while, or at least I did when I was younger, when I was a lot more active. I always dreamt about getting some sort of medal by doing a, a marathon or a race of some sort. And this kind of became available to me. And it um, obviously gives me a chance to do something really good for Guide Dogs UK as well and raise a little bit of pocket money for them, hopefully, so they can continue to improve and change people's lives with the blessings of Guide Dogs. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be participating alongside my wife, Jem. I'm going to be participating in the London Landmarks Half Marathon this April. Now, of course, I can't really do this on my own. I kind of need you guys to support me. So there is going to be a link to the Just Giving page, which I'm hopefully going to be able to share in the description of this podcast. Now, I've never tried sharing a link before, so I don't know if it will work. But if it doesn't work, uh, reach out to me over on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Shade09. That's S-H-A-D-E. And it's an O, not a zero. And it's a nine. Reach out to me on there and you'll see it all over my timeline, no doubt. But get involved. Um, if it's a little as 10p to a pound, I'm quite happy. Any kind of sponsorships and support that you guys will give me is very much appreciated. So please do, if you can. Um, please do get involved and, and let me know what you think. And yeah, sponsor me if you will. Um, I'm going to be doing something already myself. So basically, the money that comes in through my lovely supporters over on Patreon, I'm going to be putting in the next two months, maybe three depending, um, I'm going to be putting your guys' money directly into the guide dog's kitty. It sounds funny saying kitty when you're talking about a doggy. <laughs> But it's going to go into the kitty. It's going to go towards, hopefully, changing people's lives for the better. Now, I've spoke about this many a times before, and you're probably going, oh, here he goes again. Here he goes again, Locke, talking about his fucking eyes. But in truth, <laughs> he's talking about his eyes again. In truth, you don't kind of realise how important these things are, like, like Guide Dogs UK, until things go south with your own eyes. Um, we're very... It's very easy to take things for granted, and we do it on a daily basis, myself included. Um, but obviously, I'm currently on the waiting list for a guide dog, and I feel like while I'm rather than sitting here twiddling my old thumbs waiting for that lovely phone call, I thought I want to be active. I want to get involved, and I want to kind of do my little bit. So that's what I'm going to do. And then who knows? If it goes well, it might be something to do every year. I don't know how the wife will feel about that, but... <laughs> We'll give it a go nevertheless. So I'm going to be walking the London Half Marathon, um, the London Landmarks Half Marathon to be more precise. And I'm going to be doing it with my white cane as well. So challenge accepted. I'm currently in the gym. I mean, not right now. That would be ludicrous. But I'm, I'm actually signing up to a gym again. And I'm absolutely abusing the life out of the treadmill just to get my miles in, get used to moving more. So I am taking this very seriously. I really am. It's not something I'm doing on a whim. It's not something that I'm setting out in, with intention to fail. I very much want to do it, you know. I want to do it and I want to compete and I want to have a great time with it. And I kind of want to bring you guys along for the ride as well. So if you want to get yourself involved, hopefully there'll be a link below to my Just Giving page. If not, again, find me over on Twitter, which is at Shade09. Again, it's an O, not a zero. 
Find me over there. I'm sure I'll be talking about it on there in the next couple of days. And get yourself involved. Any kind of well wishes, send them my way, please. I think I might need them. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have had a great week. If you want to get in contact with anything podcast related, you can do so, as always, by reaching out to outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, that is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact me regarding anything to do with the podcast, any stories you want to share, any feedback you want to do, or if you just want to just say hello, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I had one email this week. Um, the person didn't want to be named. They were just asking if I had a P.O. box. Um, I've never had a P.O. box. Never. Um, the reason being is they're quite blooming expensive, you know. I might just start sending them to my neighbour by mistake and then just go knocking his door and going, Postman's done it again, has he? Sorry about that. Can you have me mail, please? <laughs> but yeah, P.O. boxes are extortion. They really are expensive. So I'm sorry, but thank you for checking if I did. But as of right now, I don't. I mean, I have given my, my postal address out in the past to people I trust. But obviously, I don't want to make it too much of a common knowledge. But um. Yeah, I mean, if, if people want to send things in, do so by email right now. It's probably the best bet. I mean, yeah, just, just reach out. I just like to hear from you guys. I mean, a lot of you guys get in contact and ask that it doesn't get read out. But if you do want it to get read out onto the podcast and you give it the green light to do so, if you could just put in the title of the email, okay to read, and then I'll know I can read it out in the podcast. But yeah, please get in, please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, moving on with the podcast, we're going to jump straight into the funky old news We've got um, five of each today, so buckle in. It's going to be a good one. So the first headline reads, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, it's a rude one. Oh, wait, I'll give you a couple of minutes to show your kids to the bedrooms while we read the rude stories. Go on, children. <laughs> Is it safe now? Have all little ears gone? Okay, the first headline reads, Sex Robot Brothel opens in Japan amid surge of men wanting bisexual threesomes. What's quite the niche, isn't it? So, warning! Contains details of sexual nature. That's not me, that's the article. So, a sex robot brothel has opened in Japan and it is set to introduce male sex dolls following an urge in men wanting bisexual threesomes. Wow, this is how it starts, people. This is how it starts. I'm telling you, this is how it goes south. Robots, you give them an inch, they take them out. You literally give them an inch. Oh, yeah! <laughs> anyway, so apparently, um, I won't read names out, so I've got to be careful because it's full of people's names. So if people want to go to the brothel to live out their wildest fantasies and launch their, and they're launching new Lumi dolls. Um, is that, a, is that like a brand of sex doll? First it was Fleshlight, now it's Lumi dolls. Uh, it follows previous openings in spot. Oh, they're already out there. So there's, apparently there's robot brothels in Russia, Spain, and Italy. Right. How much is a flight to Spain? All for research, obviously. <laughs> so um, the new location boasts the website will have lifelike futuristic sex dolls with the hottest Asian Lumi dolls. It's offered a three-hour session for 250 smackaroonies and a one-hour session um, for £90. Uh, excuse me, um, how much would it be for 15 minutes, <laughs> including cleanup? <laughs> Any discounts for the blind? 
I don't know how I feel about robots. <laughs> I really don't. So the website boasts that the fir- for the first time ever, Lumi dolls will be available to anybody who is interested. The realistic sex dolls have already created quite the stir in this public sex domain. Futuristic sex can now be experimented right now, live and more fantastic than ever before with the lifelike anime characters. Anime characters. I knew we'd have to go there. I knew we'd have to go there. Who wants to fuck a cartoon? Jesus. Anyway, you will be charmed, the website claims. Punters can choose what dolls will, what the dolls will be wearing, or preferably nothing. That means, Barood, I'm not looking at your fucking clothes while I'm ragging one in. Uh, what they'll be wearing during the romp. Who calls it romp? And who does the fuck apart from me? Um, options include basic lingerie, or as I used to say as a kid, lingerie. Uh, schoolgirl outfits. Oh, you're pushing it there, you dirty pervert bastards. Uh, fitness gear. Wonder if the sweat's included. Oh, you have to bring your own. Or the executive one. <laughs> oh, do you know what's coming to me, Ed? I always do this. I always think about the aftermath, right? I spoke about this a couple of months ago in a podcast where I said, I like the idea that things are moving forward, but I can't get my head around the idea of once you've done the deed, so you pushed your last push, and then you've got to drag that corpse-like body down the stairs to the bathroom or upstairs, wherever you decided to do the deed. And then you've got to give it a good old shower shower down. It's like showering down a corpse. <laughs> now, we're in a brothel now. Just envision we're in a brothel with sex robots everywhere. I'm pretty sure these robots aren't cleaning themselves. I'm pretty sure when you finish nutting, they don't go, thank you for your deposit. Please excuse me while I find the wet wipes and go to the ladies' room. I'm pretty sure some poor bastard's job is going around pulling out the muck from inside those fucking dolls. Someone's job. That's some. So the next time you're thinking to yourself, oh, I fucking hate this job. I hate it. What am I here for? I hate it. I'm sick of people. Why do I work in a shop? I fucking hate people. Don't think like that. Just imagine. Some poor bastard's got to go around with a wet wipe and hopefully a pair of gloves and a couple of disinfectant wipes, giving them a good wipe down after someone's finished with them. (laughs) How disgusting. How absolute criminal is that? Anyway, there's some pictures, and I've got to be honest, they look smentally... I I don't even think smentle's a word, but they look smentally realistic. They really do. It's quite scary. Um, yeah, but apparently they're planning big business and future expansions as people continue to nut inside of robots. How do we feel about robots, though, really? I mean, I'm quite accustomed to them to a degree. I never poked me knob in any of them, but I quite like the idea of having AIs around your house without saying the name, but the Amazon speakers, which are pretty much got everywhere in my house. Um, I'm so lazy. Well, I say that. I am a bit lazy, granted, but it does help me. I'm going to use my card here. It does help with my eyes because I can just say things rather than have to read them. So I can say, you know who, what's the weather? And then when she's actually working properly, she'll tell me what the weather is, or at least she'll give it a good shot. So they are really beneficial to a degree, but I don't know how I feel about giving them human features and all the, you know, private areas as well. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I get it. I do get it because they do look mad realistic. It's just the lack of enthusiasm. 
I can only assume you're going to get from bonking a Lumi doll or any fucking doll for that matter. I just can't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I mean, I know women have been bonking bloody strap-ons and bloody suction cup dildos and rabbits and vibrators of all sorts for years. And the sex um, industry, sex toy industry has definitely catered to women in place of men. But in recent years, blokes' sex toys I've seen to have been rolling out a bit more. But I just don't know how I feel. I mean, if you have one of these at home, again, I've said this before, but where the hell would you keep that? Where would you keep that? A life-size woman with big knockers and a round arse, where would you st- Where would you put that? Would you just sit it in your front room at the table? Don't forget, save a chair for Susie. For Susie. She's joining us for dinner today. <laughs> it's fucking life-like life dead doll sat there with the fucking not doing anything. You can at least learn it to cook as well. Make it useful, for fuck's sake. But at least... At least do a self-clean service, because some poor bastard's got to go around cleaning them. And I really don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, moving on to the next story. So, the next one reads, um, when it loads, there we go. So, a hoard of more than 200 Roman coins has been unearthed by a foraging badger. Okay. So pigs have a reputation for sniffing out expensive truffles while dogs can famously detect anything from explosives to COVID-19. Is that true? Is that true? Have you just added that in there to make your story sound a bit better and a bit more relevant? Have you put COVID-19 in there because you can use it in your hashtags so people will find this article about badgers while they're looking for news on articles of of COVID-19? I don't think they fucking can sniff out fucking COVID-19. Jesus Christ, I think if I rolled myself up as a block of cheese, the only way my dog would notice me. Honestly, <laughs> serious question. Can do- I'm Googling that because I'm calling BS on that shit. Can dogs, can dogs sniff out COVID-19? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, they can't. No, they fucking can't. So stop lying. I want to name you in my head because I'm not going to put you on blast, but you are a liar. <laughs> they can't sniff out COVID 19. But anyway, uh, there would be another species with one extremely good talent. Experts believe that a badger foraging for food unearthed an exceptional treasure, treasure trove of over 200 Roman coins. The ancient coins were found next to a burrow with some even inside of it. Have you ever thought that these actually might be the badger's coins that he might have collected since he was a wee little badger? You never thought about that, have you? You just assume and he's just gone over them like, don't need them, don't need them, don't need them. Why the hell are they in his hole? Because he's collecting them. He might be a collector. You might be stealing from a badger that collects coins, you rotten bastards. What kind of human are you? And breathe. Anyway, now I've got that off my chest. Although the badger itself has not yet been seen, because he's fucking fuming, that's why. Researchers think he's most likely the most likely explanation is that he discovered the hall while hungry looking for food. Or he might be collecting fucking coins. It wasn't looking it wasn't looking for them intentionally. How how do you know? So perhaps it was a fluke rather than something to be repeated. But we'll give the badger credit for his discovery in any case. Yeah, as you nick his fucking coins. Uh, the, f- the find is thought to be the largest of its kind uh, ever unearthed in the northern of in northern Spain. It took place inside the cave of La Custera 
um, I've probably butchered that, but I've said it now, um, in an onomonomonous community of Asturias in northwestern Spain. <laughs> you know what? People give me stick for how I say things. Yes, that's right, Michelle, I'm talking about you. Anyway, people give me stick <laughs> for how I pronounce words, all right? I struggle with English, never mind fucking Spanish. But apparently, um, the people that found them are now, I assume, very rich. And that poor badger's got none. It's a bit like that nursery rhyme, isn't it? And poor little doggy's got none. But this, in this case, it's poor little badger who's been collecting those coins for over 60 years has got none. <laughs> Do they live for 60 years? Lifespan. Lifespan of a badger. Let's have a guess. I'm going to say 10 years. Lifespan of a badger. If you're a honey badger, I don't think that's what we're talking about here. But if you're a honey badger, you can live for 24 years or at least up to. If you are a British badger, about 14 years. Why is the honey badger got 10 years on? Is it because the honey badger takes no shit? That's the one that whoops everything, isn't it? Literally kicks everything's ass. But yeah, at least leave a bit of food out for the badger who's finding you the coins. You rotten bastards. Anyway, moving on to the next story. <laughs> I feel so sorry for that badger. So the next story reads, uh, Dead body in car, dun, 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 was simply a mannequin of Prince Charming. Prince Charming. So here we go. Police were called out to what looked like a dead body rolled up in a carpet on the motorway. The person who was called the police naturally was naturally concerned when they saw a pair of feet in black trainers and socks dangling over the front of the headrest. Uh, of another car while driving on the M11 on Saturday afternoon. But when officers responded, they found that they actually belonged to a model of Prince Jamin on his way to a themed birthday party. Police tracked the car and brought it to a stop uh, in Cambridgeshire, but they soon realised it was a false alarm <laughs> that the trainers belonged to a mannequin. Um, the prince with a crown was not in any danger. There's pictures of it. <laughs> you can see why. If you were passing it in a car, you could see why you'd think it were a body. Um, but would you, if you were taking a body to be dumped, let's say, or just taking it for a drive, I don't think you'd, you'd just put it so brazenly in the front seat, would you? I actually, do you know what? I actually found a dead body when I was a kid. Um, I was actually bringing the, bringing the story right down here. But I was um, fishing, first time ever on my own. Me and my mate were fishing. And um, some lads decided to mug us a lot older than us. We were only kids at the time. We shouldn't really have been fishing, to be fair. I think we told me mum was going to my mate's house, but we weren't. We were actually going fishing. So anyway, we went, me and my mate. We had a good time fishing. On the way home, some lads decided to stop on motorbikes and nick all our stuff off us. And we didn't have a lot, but we had enough for it to kind of upset us. Um, and yeah, they nicked off with it. Well, on the way back from the Derby River, I was decided to check the check the hedges out and the bushes out so all i could think to myself was if i just turned up at home with like loads of fishing equipment that weren't mine my mum and dad would be like where the fuck did you get all the equipment from so i thought to myself maybe they're just going to dump it because there's no use for it really maybe they're just going to dump it off somewhere so i decided to look on the way home in all the hedges on the way back and then we got home uh, on the way home i went into this hedge and there was all this rubbish everywhere like, literally, it was everywhere. Like, empty cans, um, crisp packets. Just like someone had dumped a bin down there or something. And as I was walking out, I stood on something that was kind of hard. 
and I realized it was a dead body. Um, I kind of jumped out in, in shock, really. And yeah, I found a dead body. I reported it to some dog walkers who were in denial originally. They're like, oh, no, but it probably won't be. I said, no, no, it is. It's, it's a body in there. And yeah, he's dead. And the guy was ever so nice, bless him, him and his wife taking his dogs for a walk. And um, yeah, lo and behold, um, it was an old chap who lived not far from where I live now, actually, funnily enough. Um, obviously won't name the guy, but apparently he'd fell behind with his rent and had to sleep rough. And unfortunately, the cold weather didn't do him any favours and he passed away in his sleep. So yeah, it's pretty grim finding a dead body. So I can only imagine what it must be like driving down the motorway, looking over to a car that's parked up and seeing what you assume is a dead body in the back of the car. <laughs> but worry not, it's just a mannequin. Everything doesn't have to involve dead bodies. We're all safe, don't worry. Um, so that's that one done. Dead body in the car. Sorry about this, that's that one done. Right, next one is another, another raunchy one. Are you ready? It's another raunchy one. Oh, so raunchy. So the next one reads, Couple caught having sex on grave by a horrified woman visiting a cemetery. So the woman filmed... Oh, she filmed it. She wasn't that fucking... What's it? Horrified then, was she? Oh, I'm horrified. Where's my camera? <laughs> you weren't that horrified, me duck. You're going to get home and get your jollies on with that. So a woman filmed the disturbing moment in the hope to embarrass the couple, but they did not seem to care and continue to romp. It's that word again, romp. In the cemetery in Ireland. So a woman paying respect to her recently deceased mother was left horrified and disgusted after spotting a couple romping in the graveyard. The woman who didn't want to be named, I bet she fucking didn't. I bet she fucking didn't. Oh, I was horrified, officer. It was horrible to witness. He was dry humping her against that bench over there, right next to the flowers on the grave. Oh, I'm ever so sorry. Don't worry, I got my camera. <laughs> I filmed a lot. Come shot and everything. Took it right on the chin very well, she did. Uh, the woman who didn't want to be named filmed the moment in the hope to... Did she bollocks? The hope to embarrass the pair and condemn the behaviour as shameful. Shameful, she said. The couple was spotted appearing to have sexual intercourse. Very professional there. Uh, sexual intercourse on a grave at St. Michael's Cemetery in Cork City, Ireland on Tuesday. Porridge today, grab it, Tuesday. The clip shows the couple lying under a tree and engaging in sex acts. Under the tree. <laughs> Where's the rest of the story? There we go. The woman sent the footage to the Niall Prenderville show on Red FM with a message that read, Hi, I visited my mother's grave last night in the graveyard, well, obviously, and came across these two frisky couple having sex on a grave. I was horrified. And they didn't seem to care. I was so horrified that I filmed the whole fucking thing. And I've masturbated several times to it as well. <laughs> it doesn't say this, obviously. Um, is there a video? I'm not watching the fucking video there is because it's going to be all edited. If it was full on, you know, full on action, I'd be all for it. But I'm not watching some advert ridden video that's on for about 20 seconds with some woman going, that's terrible, that is. That's terrible performance. You're right on a grave you are over there. I'm not having any of that. Thank you very much. So, oh, God. I just remembered something, and I'm thinking to myself, do I confess it live on the podcast, or do I just shut the fuck up about it? No. I'm a man of me word. I'm a man of honour. I'm going to talk about it. Don't hate me. 
and I sure hope the big man upstairs forgives me, but I've also had sex, not on a grave, but in a graveyard. Bear with me. Let me explain my sin, please. I wasn't aware it was a graveyard. So whenever I first started dating my first girlfriend, who I won't name, um, I used to have to walk her home, and she lived like quite the way through the town. So I had to get a bus, and then we had to walk home, and it was quite the walk. Um, on this one particular one, I can't believe I'm telling this. This one particular time, we decided to stop off and appreciate the scenery, shall we say. And we ended up doing the deed. Um, we thought we were being really smart and hidden. And it turned out when we'd finished, I kind of looked around and we we're actually quite visible. Not like this couple here that are basically in the middle of the fucking cemetery. But um, we were quite more visible than we thought, shall we say. Um, and we were humping against a wall, which happened to be a wall that was holding a graveyard inside of it. So, yeah, I'm just as filthy, all right? Judge me as you will. <laughs> it sounds really bad when you say it, all right? I'll give you that. But I had a good time. It was when a good time. It was nice. We had a good time. Spending quality time together. It's just a shame on the venue, really. But <laughs> you live and learn, don't you? You live and learn. What can I say? But, yeah, I wasn't quite as brazen as this couple. It's in the middle of the day. It was the evening, all right? It was getting dark. It was getting quite cold as well from what my testicles remember. But, um, yeah, so I'm sorry if that upsets you all. Um, Father, please forgive me for I have sinned. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. See, Cheryl, I am filthy. Told you I'm filthy, didn't I? Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next. And it's the last funny story of this week. It's quite possibly as well the most important story of this week. It's a question that I'm sure we've all thought about several times in our lifetime. And we'll continue. If it hadn't been for this podcast, we'd have continued to wonder why. We'd have asked the question in our minds over and over again without any real explanation with as to why. But the next headline reads, are you ready, drumroll? Why are cats scared of cucumbers? It's a bloody good question. Now, before we read the article, let's discuss amongst ourselves why cats, or why we think cats are scared of cucumbers. I think, I'll go first, I'll go first. <laughs> I think cats are scared of cucumbers because they damn well know where they've been. <laughs> I guarantee you now, you speak to any granddad or dad, within reason, <laughs> and ask him to tell you a story about a cucumber. And I guarantee you now, they'll know some filthy bird from back in the day that wedged herself off with a cucumber. And I'm sorry to be so blunt about it and quite upfront and filthy. I probably should go and wash my hands now for saying that. But there's some horror stories I've heard from multiple people of cucumbers being used for more than your five a day. <laughs> Unless you're classing that as one of your five a day then it's probably reaching its five quite comfortably. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's probably, that's my guess. That's my real guess as well. I think cats uh, cats have heard stories of these cucumbers and what we do with them. I believe that they've heard it right, and then they've heard it, and they've shared it with the cat friends down at the parks. So when we're sat in bed at night and we hear cats going, they're not fighting. They're fucking disgusted sharing the story of the cucumbers and what we do with them. 
genuinely what I think it is. And that's why cats are not overly close with humans. It takes a lot of time to build trust with a cat. Again, because they jolly well know what we do with our cucumbers. <laughs> I reckon I'm on the money there. I really do. I think I'm literally on the money. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, on a serious note, before we kind of jump into why cats are apparently scared of cucumbers, for one, my cats don't give a shit about cucumbers. They don't give a shit. I think you could chuck our cats in with fucking alligators and they wouldn't bat an eyelid. They're just too chill. They're too trusting, all right? They're just too trusting. We don't do enough to spook them, all right? We're good owners. We let them live the life. Let them, let them live the best life. And they're just so confident as well. Um, but yeah, why are cats scared of cucumbers? Let me know. What, what do you reckon the reasons are? Or if you've got any funny cat stories or cucumber stories for that matter, then please be sure to reach out at outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but we're going we're gonna to have a look now. Why are cats scared of cucumbers? So, a favourite house pet for many, our feline friends have kept us entertained and swooning and puzzled for generations. And the online world increasingly becomes a staple in 2022. Living, there are plenty of... Se- Can we just get to the juice? Uh Though it's not well documented that cats and dogs can often have less than friendly relationship, cats and cucumbers are similarly at odds. There are plenty of videos across the web showing that if you place a cucumber behind an unsuspecting cat, it'll cause the animal to leap in fright and survive to survive and surprise it when it eventually notices the vegetable. Um, a pretty fun prank, I'm sure you'll agree, but also a strange reaction for a cat to a mere piece of food. So why is it that cats are scared of cucumbers and causes them to fright one of their nine lives? So here we go. Thanks for all that build up there. Uh, one guess as to why they are afraid of the green salad itself. It gives cats a shock as it resembles snakes. That's what I actually honestly thought a while ago. I had this conversation with a couple of mates and my missus, and I honestly thought it was because it resembles a snake or any kind of reptile that could obviously instinctively kick in that flight mode out of a cat. I don't know. So the the animal behaviorist and author uh, has said that cats are genetically hardwired through instinct to avoid snakes. Mine aren't. Mine don't give a shit about snakes. Um, Cucumbers look enough like a snake to have the cat's instinctive fear of snakes kick in, hence why they flight. Um, however, it's nothing to do with cucumbers with a, however, it may have nothing to do with a cucumber's serpentine appearance. The fact that it is placed behind the cat without warning could also be the explanation for the shocked reaction. Um, with a startled response, a cat will often try to get out of there as quickly as possible, um, and run at a distance. Whenever the, whatever the reason, National Geographic advises against trying out the experiment on your cat. Why? It's a bit of fun. Not like you're smacking the cat over the head, is it? <laughs> uh, intentionally trying to surprise your cat could cause it to injure themselves, break something, or lead to prolonged needless stress. Okay, so that's it then. That's all you're giving us. You reckon it's because it looks like a snake? Well, I guess that makes sense. I've, it's a bit of a boring explanation. They could have come up with something a lot better. Like, well, what it is, cats, you see, they're reincarnated from the slave era when the slaves used to have to chop up the cucumbers 
and they remember them days and they get very, very upset by them days. So every time they see a cucumber, they think, fucking hell, I remember those days and they run off. <laughs> they could make something up. You're the media. You're great at making things up. Make something up. Come on. But yeah, the reason, the, the, the question has finally been answered. The reason your cat, well, not my cat, your cat or anybody else's cat within reason are scared of cucumbers is because it instinctively reminds them of a snake. I wonder what would happen if you just flop your cock out behind your cat. <laughs> ah, Jesus, it's a maggot. <laughs> anyway, that's the news for this week. Moving on to the Dear Debbie Downer side of the podcast. Um, quite possibly everybody's favorite part of the podcast, or at least people tell me. So with this part of the podcast, we go around the internet and we find legitimate agony aunt stories. Um, and then what we do is we read them and reply to them as if they've written to me. Now, just to clarify, I have to do this just so people don't think I'm actually legitimately giving advice. Nobody has written to me. Nobody in the right mind would write to me about a relationship advice. Unless you've got a funny story. Actually, let's try it. Let's try it. Have you met a funny story in your life? A bit of a do I, don't I moment. In a relationship, in a work choice, just a funny relationship story in general. And you're willing to share it. You don't have to give me your name. Email me and we'll do. We'll, if we get enough responses one week, I will do this. Debbie Downer stuff. But I'll do it collectively with your guy's story. We've got enough of an audience now to make this happen. So please email me in. I said, there's a write to me. Write to me. Get yourself a postcard and a stamp. Give it a good old lick and write to me. Email me at outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear your funny stories, real stories, or you can lie a little bit if you want, make them interesting. But tell me your stories and let's do it. Let's make it happen. So the first one reads for this week, um, dear Debbie Downer, despite having almost a million quid in the bank, my partner lives in squalor. Now I say she a gold digger. <laughs> she take my money when I'm in need. Um, we've been dating for seven years and are both 43. Um, I live alone in rented, don't even live with him. I live alone in a rented accommodation and struggle to pay the bills. I work part time in a pharmacy. He has his own clothing business and it's his life. He works all hours, comes at unsociable hours, oi, oi, don't we all? Uh, sleeps and rarely has time for me. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I spend my free time cooking so he has food to heat up at work. His house is a total mess. He's scruffy and doesn't look after himself. Oh, what a catch. I've given up so much to be with him. She take money. <laughs> I'm sensing gold digger vibes here. Um, I, I, yeah, I've given up so much to be with him. Why is he like this? Well, listen, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. Oi, oi. But I do think you're after him for his dosh. Because if he's a lazy twat that stinks, he doesn't look after himself, doesn't even live with you, he makes you pay all the bills, and you're living like you are, you sound very miserable, there's no real reason, apart from that little thing called love, there's no real reason for you to be sticking into the relationship, so it sounds to me that you're hoping for a bit of a cash out here, <laughs> am I being naive here, am I being too too blunt, I don't know, do, do let me know if you feel I'm being a bit of a knob, 
But um, it does feel to me like she's like, well, he's got money. He's a scruffy git. He doesn't look after himself. I have to cook his food for him. <sighs> but he's got a bit of money to him. It sounds like she's hanging in for a payday. Now, I say she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke, you know who. Yeah, so I don't know. Is that just me? If I was you, I would leave him to it. You know what I mean? I'd just get out of it. If, he, if he's putting that less into you, oi, oi, then obviously a lot of oi, oi today, isn't it? If he's putting that less into you, it sounds like he's not arsed either. But I'm, I'm sorry to say it, from the female's perspective, I do get the impression she's just hanging around hoping for some cash. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping love trumps all. And I'm hoping I'm being a, a, a negative Nancy. But to me, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like she's hanging around for a payday. Anyway, let's see what good what good old Agnes the aunt says. <laughs> um, let's have a look. Why have you put up with this behaviour for so long? It's very one-sided with you doing all the running. And in return, you get nothing. She sounds like a fucking gold digger as well. <laughs> She'd take the money. Maybe things were good back in the day, but he has little or no regard for all you do for him now. Um, you deserve someone who respects you. You can't be responsible for his choices. My support, but fuck off. There we go. Results down to a little bit of a leaflet read. Um, I don't know. I might be seeing that from a male's perspective. I don't know. But it does sound like your relationship's dead in the water. So move on, girlfriend. You move on. You show him you deserve better. Anyway, we're on to the next story. <laughs> the next Debbie Downer reads, Dear Debbie Downer, when my girlfriend when my girlfriend made a good friend at work, I was happy. Oh, I got a friendship and everything. Until I realised they were sleeping together. Fucking traces. Kicking the old guts. I found out when I walked in on the two of them in our bed. Apparently, it has been going on for months. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> you bastard. I'm 32, my girlfriend is 27, and we have been dating for almost three years. Last year, she decided it was time for a fresh start. So quit her job as a midwife and retrained as a... I don't even know what that is. I'm going to Google this word. It's a doula. D-O-U-L-A. And if I'm saying that wrong, I don't care. <laughs> Let's have a look. What is a D-O-U-L-A? So, what is a doula? A doula's support in pregnancy birth and postnatal period by providing information. Boring. Shit job. Sounds boring. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's probably a do-la-la-la-la or two listening to the podcast going, you bastard. I trained all my life for that. So what is a doula though? What is a doula? It sounds like a do-little to me. A doula is a professional labour assistant. So basically, she went from being the midwife to do all the work to being the hype man. Like, yeah, go on, girlfriend. You've got it. Bush, motherfucker. That's what she did. She trained in a little bit of a less a, 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 people are going to curse me out especially there's a doula -la -la listening anyway moving on during her training she bonded with another girl could have been worse it could have been with another man um i won't name her he's named her oh he's broke the golden sin he's named her you're not meant to name people in nagany aunt stories you're meant to keep him at the identity secret but he's named her it sounds like smeggan <laughs> The two of them 
grew really close. It was nice to see her making new friends as she had struggled with catty women in her last job. I had to travel every two or three weeks for work. And my girlfriend hates staying in the house by herself. Normally, her sister would come and stay. But in October, she asked if I if I minded that Megan, oh, sorry, Smegan, Smegan was coming instead. I bet she did. I had no issue with it. I thought the sleepover would involve a few bottles of wine and a rom-com. What is a rom-com? A romantic, got it. Didn't even need to Google it. Romantic comedy, that is, isn't it? Rom-com. Rom-a-com-com. Uh, marathon. When I returned a few days later, my girlfriend was glowing. Oh, the great time, she said. The last month, my trip was cut short, so I headed home a day early. I thought it would be a nice surprise. <laughs> it was, I suppose, for her. When I entered the house, I could hear giggling upstairs. That's not how you meant to do it. I didn't think anything of it, but I was. But I walked into the bedroom. I saw, I saw my girlfriend giving Smegan oral sex. Um, is this wrong? Just that, that would probably be the bit where you get your knob out there, I think. Anyway, moving on. Before my girlfriend could say anything, I left the room and went straight out the front door. Poof, slammed it behind him. When I came back a few days later, my girlfriend tried to claim it was a one-off. But there were candles lit and sexy lingerie on the floor. Hardly signs of a spontaneous afternoon. She's never told me she was bisexual. So bisexual, sexual. So this was a complete shock. She has begged me to give her another chance, but I'm not sure I can. I can't get the image of the two of them out my head. You lucky man. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Calm down. And um, what a, what on earth do I do? Well, it seems like you're sickened by the deed. Now, is it the fact that it's another woman, or is it the fact that she's just cheated on you? Um, if you're not happy, just bin her off. But keep the candles. You never know when you might need them. You might have a power cut. Um, and keep the lingerie. You might be able to sniff it. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm definitely losing some listeners this week, aren't I? I've been a right filthy pop. But what does the agony aunt say? Let's have a read. Has she not said anything this week? Is she? What do you say? What do you do here? What do I do? Here we go. Um, any infidelity takes time to come to terms with, whether it was the male or a female. So whether it was with another man or a woman, it is possible to. Str- <laughs> it is still possible to strengthen a relationship after one partner is cheated, but you both have to be ready to work really hard at rebuilding that trust. Only you can decide if you want this, and your girlfriend needs to consider whether it is a side to her sexuality she needs to explore. I think she's done enough exploring, thank you very much. Agnes, the agony aunt, she's done enough. She's been exploring that fluffy bowl for far too long. She needs to come back and wake up and smell the coffee. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, My support pack, fuck off and fuck your support pack as well, you bastard. Anyway, that's what she's just, anyway. Take that wherever you will. I don't know. I won't listen to words to that. And moving on to the next one. Um, Dear Debbie Downer, whatever I do or say, my girlfriend finds fault and puts me down. Her cons- I'm sure I've read something like this before. Her constant criticisms are making me miserable. I'm 38 and she is 35. We've lived together for seven years. Oh, you know what it is, don't you? It's that seven-year itch. That seven-year itch that turns her into a seven-year bitch. (laughs) 
I go out my way to be a good partner, cooking, washing the dishes and hoovering, buying her little presents, but nothing is ever good enough for her. She always finds negative. She always finds the negative in situations such as a speck of dirt on a plate, a burnt bit on the dinner, or a tiny piece of paper dropped on the floor. If I make a special dinner, she'll say I've put on weight. Oh, fucking Jesus. And we should eat more healthy. Fucking bollocks. But if I lose weight, she'll say I look gaunt and it drives me bloody crazy. It's driving me crazy on your behalf, my mate. If you're wondering why I'm still with her, it's because she hasn't always been like this. Before her mum died two... Oh, she's grieving. Uh, before... That's what she's going to say, isn't she? Before her mum died two years ago, she was much happier. And so much sweeter. I think she might be depressed. But she won't talk about it. How can I help save our relationship? Fucking run. <laughs> I don't know what you could put up with it, to be honest. There you go, love. There's a nice dinner for you. Oh, you fat bastard. We could do having a salad or two every now and again, you know. Okay, next week. There's a salad. Fuck, you don't need to put some weight on your fucking Slim Jim. You can't win, can you? I don't know. But depression does affect people differently, so I won't take the piss too much. But, um, yeah, let's see what Agnes says. I'm going to forget this Agnes thing next week. But let's see what Agnes the Agony Aunt says. Your girlfriend hasn't dealt with the impact of her mother's death. Rather than confronting her feelings, she's pushing them away and focuses... Her negative feelings on other things, i.e. you, you bastard. And the closest person to her, you're bearing the brunt of her unhappiness. She needs a poet. Please try taking her to see a counselling set. What? Please try taking her to a counsellor for some grieving. You can't take her. She's not a fucking dog. She don't want to go. She don't want to go. My support pack. Fuck you and your support pack. Um, there you go. So, yeah, she's grieving. She's grieving, but she doesn't, doesn't give her an excuse to be a prick, does it? Let's be honest. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was feeling ever so down. That's why I punched you in the face, threw the dinner at you, and told you you're a fat shit. Doesn't really cut the mustard, does it? Nah. So, moving on. Moving on to the next part of the part. Well, not the next part. The next story. And the agony aunt stuff of the podcast. Um, so the next one reads, Dear Debbie Downer, my boyfriend just ditched me because I don't want children, even though I told him this at the start of our relationship. On our fifth date, I distinctly remember talking about how I didn't want to have any children. Um, at the time, he seemed fine with it. He probably thought he could change his mind. He's 29 and I'm 28, but on the drive home after visiting my nieces last week, he said... I can't wait until we start having kids of our own. I was shocked. <gasps> I thought he felt the same way I did. My sister couldn't wait to be a mum and had always had a baby Annabelle doll. Ooh, don't want that on you, fucking mom. As a child, but I wanted to travel. Um, I've always wanted to live and work in different countries. That's not so easy when you've got three kids in tow. Um, when we discussed it again a few days later, he admitted... He thought I'd change my mind. Of course he did. Um, he dumped me. Get out, you bastard, he said. I'm heartbroken. I genuinely thought we'd be together for the rest of our lives. But now, here I am all alone. Here I am all alone. Da -da 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 -da. I don't know what to do. Maybe, maybe there's a compromise you can have. Ask him. Say, I know you want children of your own. I know you do. But I don't. How about we get a dog? <laughs> That's a tough one, though, you know. Because I always knew from quite a young age, I always knew I wanted to be a dad. I just knew it. I mean, you just know. 
that's how I felt about becoming a dad. It wasn't until I'd become a dad that I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm only joking. I absolutely love my kids. But I suppose not everybody's wired like that. Some people just not really kid-related. Oh, they don't, they don't want the idea of having kids. And that, that's fine. That's your own gig, isn't it? I think each to your own. But you can also I can see it from both sides there. Massively. I'm being so serious about this story. And I don't know why. But I can see it from his point of view. Because he probably thought, ah, we just got together. Give it a bit of time. She'll fall in love. We'll both fall deeply in love with each other. And then maybe kids will happen. But if she's absolutely adamant that she doesn't want kids, then <clears throat> maybe you're just not a good match. Maybe it's probably best you go your own way. Anyway, let's see what the um what see what Agnes said. What what are you saying, Agnes? Tell us all about it, love. And then tell us about those leaflets that you're fucking trying to flog off on everyone as well. People sometimes forget that becoming a mother is a choice and that not every woman sees children as part of her future. If you're adamant you don't want to start a family, and he does, then unfortunately it would be better to stay apart. Yes, it would. Uh, that may be hard to hear, but it's better than you realise it sooner rather than later. Uh, here we go. Read me a leaflet. Fuck off, we leaflets. Um, last one. It's the last one. It's the last one for this week. So the last Agony Aunt story reads. I've had so much fun this week. Uh, Dear Debbie Downer, I feel like something's wrong with me because I've fallen for my best friend's girlfriend. You bastard! Don't do stuff like that. I'm 24 and I've never been in a relationship. Uh, all my friends seem to have settled down and it seems and seem genuinely happy. I want what they have, but I haven't found the right girl yet. A couple of weeks ago, I started having dreams about my best friend's partner. Oh, you saucy sod. I imagined us going on dates together and her meeting my family. Fuck me. Your dreams sound boring. I've <laughs> I dream about fucking jumping inside of volcanoes and wrestling T-Rexes. Not fucking is is Sandra. Mum, here's Sandra. Say hello to Sandra. <laughs> Boring. Um, I've considered messaging this girl and letting her know how I feel. Is this a good idea? I feel there might be a small chance that she might just feel the same. She's always really friendly and seems interested in what I've been up to. It's called being polite, for fuck's sake. Is this a crazy idea? Fucking hell yes. <laughs> it's, a fucking, it's not a crazy idea. It's a fucking stupid idea. Imagine that. Imagine. Fucking Jesus. There's, there's unwritten rules that you don't do. And the friend code does not permit this sort of behavior. You need to sort your shit out, you lunatic. Anyway, what does... Agony, agony on Agnes! What do you think? Well, let me tell you what I think. In a word, yes. Don't risk losing your friend and making things really awkward in the friendship group you already have. Plus, you may be reading too much into her kindness. She's probably being friendly because she knows how close you and her boyfriend are. The best relationships start from friendships. So make an effort to meet some new people, you lazy twat. <laughs> the new year is great time to join new clubs. Find local ones on meetup. She's giving him fucking dating advice here. <laughs> I'll see you there. Wink, wink. <laughs> the only thing she didn't do this time, she didn't give him a leaflet. Probably because he had masturbate over. Anyway, there we go. That's this week's podcast. Yay! Yay! How much fun was this? Thank you all for tuning in and listening. I hope you had as much fun as I have. Um, I've been a bit cheeky this week. I apologize. No, I'm not apologizing. It was good fun. All in good fun. Uh, I hope you guys are doing great. As always, anything podcast related, do get in touch. 
you can do so. Um, you can even hit me up on Twitter, you know, at Shade09. Just remember, it's an O and not a zero. It's at Shade09. Not Shady, Shade. S-H-A-D-E. O nine. That's where you'll find me. And at the moment, I'm on a, I'm on a bit of a, a social media hiatus. I'm not on it right now. I'm just using my time better. So that's probably going to be the only place you're going to find me is over on the old Twitter Rooney. Um, yes, get in touch. You can also reach me on the podcast email address, which is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. One more time. That is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. Um, a massive shout out. Thank you. And big squeezes to my Patreon supporters. You guys are the MVPs. I love you all very much. And I'll see you all next time. So until next time, toodly doo.